Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. This is a Podcast Now production. It's taken me so long for someone to even text me back and like me. And now it's just not the right time. And I'm just like, for God's sake. You're rejected and that that's what it is. And people can disguise the rejection by saying various different things. But ultimately to you, it feels like a real heartfelt rejection. I'm really sorry about that. But what I can tell you from experience is... Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Hello, Laura Rooney. Hello, my darling. How are you? It's so lovely to see your face. I know. Well, I'm wearing my headphones in a really weird way because I got an ear piercing. Um, just quickly before we begin, I just want to caveat that I'm having to do the recording in my living room because it cuts out when I do it in the office and the dog, there is a potential that she might bark. So JJ, if you're listening, which I know you are because you obviously edit the episodes for us, she will bark. <laughs> so just Oh, it's you know. okay. Adds I've got my dog it. lying here farting away beside me. <laughs> so interesting fact, Fiona, which I actually believe this fact will placate a lot of people who are in stress mode and panic mode. Guess what the average age in the UK, by the way, is for a woman to get married? 35. You've been doing your research. Yes, it, it is. is. It's 30. Yes, it's 35.8. So let's say closer to 36. I'm 36. And I genuinely thought that I was a lot substantially older than the average bride. But actually... I'm pretty much the standard. And are you okay? No, I said you're bang on the age. Laura, I think you oh, I thought you said off. hold on. No, I thought you said hold on, and I was like, oh god, are we cutting out again? <laughs> no, no. Um, turn your camera off, though. Turn your camera okay. off. Okay. God, what this? I hate this internet situation. So annoying. I know, but listen, what can we do? Um, I was at a wedding showcase at the weekend. Mm. A wedding Not showcase. that I was going. So basically, a wedding fair. 
I was at a um, beautiful hotel staying overnight and they invited me there and just asked me to also check out this wedding showcase, like a wedding fair, which was really, really nice. And I was struck by the diversity of brides. And I mean that in the sense that we become so jaded with weddings and and brides and marriage and all the rest of it we see things on social media we think that brides look a certain way they're a certain age and they're a certain demographic and the reality is people are waiting later in life to get married it was a joy to see people in scoping out the wedding venue with a couple of children all ages and it was just a lovely bit of light refreshment to remind me that everybody, you know, doesn't get married at 25 year old looking like an Instagram model. That's my point. 100%. And I, I, I think we all just have to stop worrying because our journey is our journey. And no matter, like, it doesn't, if you keep <laughs> every year, the birthday will come. And if you're not getting married, it's okay. Cause that's just your journey. I know I'm like the worst person for thinking that, but I have to keep reminding myself as well. <clears throat> are you okay yes sorry i've just got something in my throat <clears> okay <throat> yes i'm okay <laughs> i've had a bit of a i don't know how to say it so obviously i wasn't going to talk about um this because i'd said like however long ago it was that i wasn't going to talk about any more of my dates or anything so i just wanted to date people for me and not for content so then mm-hmm. I did that and I was seeing someone and it was going really well. And I'm not going to go into it because there's a lot of like personal stuff and I'm not going to go into, but it basically ended on Friday and it was, it's one of these situations where he's very much said and like in his own way, it's not you, it's me. And I do believe that it is, him and he has things that he needs to sort out and all this sort of thing basically just to give you a bit of background started seeing this guy and it was one of those things where like so many people have told me you've told me Laura that when you meet someone you like and they like you back it's just easy and there's no like you don't worry and there's no um like there's no questioning what how that person feels about you And I always used to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I always used to put, I've always put a lot of worth on um, whether or not, if I chase someone, if I have to chase someone, I think that that is, will make it more worth it. When actually that's absolute bollocks. Like it's actually the opposite way. And I didn't have that with this guy. Like it was so easy and I really liked him. And for the first time in a really, really long time, like even if I think about like the photographer, who was the last person I actually saw like for an extended amount of time, I didn't really like him that much. And I didn't really see it going anywhere other than what it was. And for the first time I felt like, yes, I could totally be with this person. So of course in your mind, you like think about these things and like there were a few like hurdles along the way with him and like, I'm not gonna obviously go into it. And it's had to end because it's a very much a, it's not you, it's me situation with him. But I don't know what's worse sometimes, whether it's worse someone saying it's not you, it's me, 
or it's worse someone saying oh no it is you I don't want to date you because within it's not you it's me situation and by the way just a caveat he has not said it's not you he hasn't used those words I'm using those words but that's basically what it is it's kind of like you have to when someone says something like this to you and like summarizes why it has to end with your I really like you but it has to end because of these reasons you can't help but be like for fuck's sake like really like if you like me then surely you just make it work like and it's so hard not to let your mind run like that I don't know and and I think that also dating in your 30s and I think it's one of these things where you go out with someone and you think it's going to go somewhere and then it doesn't and you have to then think to yourself fuck I have to now if someone asks me how it's going I have to now be like oh no it's not going anywhere again and that's just shit isn't it and it's not so much and it's nothing to do with him like it that's my own thing and I feel like again this has happened and I'm like, oh my God, I just want to end our season two with like, oh my God, it like, Fee's found someone and like, you can find someone too. Yet here we are on square fucking one again. And it's hard not to be like, fucking hell, I'm so exhausted by it all. Yeah. And do you know what, Fiona, it's hard and I can hear it in your voice and obviously... I was so excited for you because, you know, you really lit up when you talked about this guy and, you know, you you held your, your relationship or whatever you want to call it in, you know, great reverence, hence why you didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. And I really, I feel for you because I've been there and it's shit. And as much as you always, you always try to put a brave face on it in regards to being your own woman, like doing your own thing, having this great life, ultimately... You are a woman that just wants to feel loved by somebody. Um. Oh my God, by the way, I haven't cried this whole time. The whole, I went since like, since it ended on Friday. I haven't cried, nothing. I've been like, fine, I'm like, get on it, get, speak to you for eight minutes. <laughs> I'm crying. And I'm sorry. And I, I don't, I don't want to upset you I just want to call it out for what it is it's hard Fiona and I feel like as modern women balancing career and life and doing all these amazing things sometimes we feel like we can't let our guard down to say it's really fucking tough and it hurts like it hurts whenever you know you're rejected and that that's what it is and people can disguise the rejection by saying various different things but ultimately to you it feels like a real heartfelt rejection I'm really sorry about that but what I can tell you from experience is I've definitely been there and you know your 30s dating in your 30s is going to take you on a roller coaster but I know that you are made of such strong phenomenal stuff that this is just going to be something you're going to look back on and just see it as a learning because yeah. that's, you know, that's that's what you have to do. But I really am sorry about that, sweetheart. And It's just, my, my takeaway from it, and I think this, I think with all situations, you either learn something or my, your takeaway. My takeaway is that, um, I because for so long I was like, 
maybe I maybe it's because I just don't like want to be with someone or like I just maybe I'm stopping myself from liking someone and actually that's not true it's just I hadn't met anyone that I particularly liked because I was like think I look back on situations and I'm like when I say things like oh yeah I really liked him I didn't really but with this guy I really really did and because I can feel the difference and my takeaway is that that's quite nice to know that I still got it in me somewhere but I just feel like the thing is also this is the thing with dating in your 30s like I'm gonna use a really weird analogy so just bear with me my this is how I feel currently and I'm sure most people who are also in my situation feel like this so basically really bear with me with this analogy because I've been thinking about the best way to say this um so for people that live in London and have been to Greenwich in London where I used to live there's this shop and it sells a halwa I don't know if you know what halwa is it's basically like this Arabic sweet and every time I look at it the shop I'm like how is the shop still open like no one goes in there like I don't think anyone buys it and from the outside it's like a really pretty shop and by the way just for anyone I'm the shop in this analogy it's a really pretty shop from the outside and when you go in you're like oh this is really nice and you like and you think that you want to buy it and this is what I see. I've, I walk past it so many times wondering what the fuck, it's such a nice shop. Why is no one going in it? Or when people do go in it, they never buy anything because they try it. And Halwa, I don't know if anyone knows in Arabic sweet, it's got a really acquired taste and it's not for everyone. So they go in, they think it's a really pretty shop. They try it and they're like, oh, do you know what? It's not for me. And then they walk out again. And I genuinely feel like I'm that shop. Looks nice from the outside. They come in and because it's such an acquired taste, they're just like, okay maybe next time or they'll try it and they'll like it but they won't want it as part of their daily routine well Fiona, sorry for the do weird you know analogy what? but i love that analogy i'm actually pi- picturing the shop and i picture a really beautiful shop that makes me feel so warm and amazing when i step inside and fiona that's what you are to so many people you are like a beacon of loveliness and amazingness and you know out there is a guy for you that is going to love you for all of those virtues but also that guy is going to want to you know sit up and watch movies with you and rub your feet and tell you everything's going to be okay and like want to bang you at the same time (laughs) and I am so so confident of that and you touched upon upon something earlier and it reminded me of a similar situation um that I was in and you said it was nice just to be reminded about actually really liking somebody yeah. after a long time of just saying oh I, yeah I really liked him but you actually didn't so whenever I was single for a long time and kind of single by choice if I'm honest I never really put myself out there and when I did start seeing somebody again and you know we broke up or whatever I really tried to look at it from a positive standpoint in the sense that it reminded me what it felt like to feel something really genuine and really like deep-rooted and lovely yes it didn't end well and you know it probably was followed by a couple of months of you know feeling a little bit down or you know heartbroken for a short spell but it reignites that feeling inside of you and it does serve as a reminder of the true feeling of 
contentment and mm. love, if you want to call it that. So, you know, you have to take away these positive things from it and let let that be a reminder to you that the feeling is there and it's there in abundance yeah. down the line with somebody else. Yeah, and oh, fuck, I just, oh, I just um, knocked my earring. Oh, I don't know if anyone's ever had their like top hole pierced. It's the one of the most painful piercings to heal. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, like I think that, you know, I've not been in love for years. Like the last person, the last guy I loved was my ex-boyfriend, um, Tom. And that was like 2018. And I didn't get over that until like yesterday jokes i didn't i've obviously been over it for quite a long time yeah but like that was the last time and that's a long time ago and i've obviously dated in between and that's like it's hard to it's like the i've forgotten what it's like yeah yeah and fiona do you know what it's it, it extends to wider life here you can't expect to feel good all the time. It's not the case. You know, life is a roller coaster in dating life as well as normal life. Nothing is permanent and everything is temporary. And that's feelings of good and feelings of bad. And the same thing goes for your, you know, your love life and your dating life. There's going to be brilliant times and there's going to be really, really shit times. And it's just looking at life as a much bigger picture and, you know, being cognizant of the fact that there's going to be ups and downs and that's totally okay. I think so. Yeah, I think the only thing that annoys me about this situation, which I'm sure many girls or guys listening, well, more and more girls, because it's a very guy thing to do, that annoys me the most was that, I'm also aware that he's probably going to listen to this, but I'm just going to say it anyway, is that I felt like he, one of the things was that it was moving too fast for where he was, which I can appreciate. But I think that as women, we often match what's being set out in front of us in terms of pace. Like Mm -hmm. we're so, um, we are so sensitive to how a man's reacts with us. So like if a man, like we're not, we're not stupid. Like we wouldn't just like run a million miles per hour um, by if some, it, with no indication that it was okay to do that. I don't think, yeah. unless a girl is completely oblivious and has zero self-awareness, which I absolutely do not have. I have that. Um, I wouldn't have thought the things that he said was moving too fast was, I would never have thought, oh, maybe that's too fast if I hadn't been mm-hmm. given the indication that it was okay to be, be do that. Like, for example, I bought a toothbrush for his house and I didn't think anything of it. And that was one of the things that made him think, oh, it's moving too fast. But I would never have bought a toothbrush if I didn't think it was okay to buy a toothbrush for his house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I've yeah. had that before. I've had that before with the giant. Don't you remember? He was yeah. the one that like I thought it was going to be a one night stand and he was the one that was like wanted to take me out sent me an uber like said all this stuff to me and then when I invited him to a work event he goes oh you're moving too fast and it's like but you set the pace so I think that that's something to really look out for when we're dating but I also like why shouldn't we match the pace why should Mm -hmm. we always be the ones to hold back and be cautious and actually that's just not a good way to be I don't want to be cautious anymore 
I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being constantly anxious whether that person's going to call me or not. Or, you know, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to message first because I'm going to look too key. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm, di- I'm done with it. Obviously, you can tell my, vo- my voice. I'm just exhausted by the whole fucking thing. I'm so you know what, tired darling, of dating. I'm done with it. You, you sound really deflated and it's taken the wind out of your sails. And I'm really, really sorry. Because you don't deserve it. You deserve so much, Fiona. You bring so much to the table. And anybody listening to this that is in the same position, rest assured, you deserve it all. Like, just because you're perhaps, you know, you've reached your 30s and you're still dating, this is not the time to lower your standards. Like, this is no. the time to up them. Um, But I, I am sorry about that, sweetheart. And I can really hear it in your voice. And, you know... I'm here for you. We're all here for you. And that's why we created Love Bites, be able yeah. to like give, you know, everybody um, a safe space just to freely express how they're feeling and to take off the societal face and actually be honest in regards to how shit dating can be, mm-hmm. life can be. And the reality is it can, like it's ebbs and flows of, of life. And here we are again. But I'm here for you and I love you. And if I was a woman. If I, if you were a woman. woman <laughs> if I was a woman interested in other women, I would date the life out of you and I would bang oh, you all night long. You. And I would let you bring your toothbrush over to my place <laughs> and you could just stay there all night long. I thing is, I don't think with this guy it was the case, which it has been on so many occasions with me. I actually do believe him when he says that he does really like me like I do. And it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. And you know, you know, obviously we won't go into detail about the the personal um the stuff that was happening, but I definitely what you've told me, he sounded like he was really keen and invested, but potentially had too much personal stuff going on that he yeah, couldn't really give you the space that. I can appreciate that and at, ta- at that. times um when the timing is off it genuinely is the time as opposed to the person yeah. I think a lot of the a lot of time people can say oh it's not you it's me and it's a pile of shit but when there's very personal things happening in one's life quite often there's no space for a relationship yeah and I Um, think that's really what's happened and and I don't I don't begrudge him for it but obviously I'm very rarely selfish and I so I'll I'll try obviously I completely I will always I'm so understanding as a person but the selfish part in my mind is like come the fuck on like come on and I can't, I'm, it's not fair for me to say that, but also I, I can't help but think that because you can't, like, you can't, like you, when you're, when you've liked someone and they don't want to be with you for reasons beyond that they like you, you you just think to yourself like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, oh, fucking hell, come on. I know. And I know it's really hard because you're like, but then you, ha- but then at this in the same breath you have to be understanding of the situation, which I am. Yeah. But also at the same time, I'm like, fuck's sake. I know. Like, I like it's it. It is laughable that like it's taken me so long for someone to even text me back and like me, 
and now it's just not the right time and I'm just like for god's sake like we've been waiting for this for how many years like I'm so rare for me I also like another thing which I also quite liked about this situation because also like there was so much positivity that came out of it like the fact that now I know that I actually can like someone and I'm not dead inside but also exactly. you know the, there was a lot of like what I really enjoyed about it was the like you know we always talk about this serenity and like mm-hmm. feeling calm and like yeah okay there was some ups and downs but when it was nice it was so like I felt calm and like yeah. I, I read this amazing um article and I'll put it in our show notes from I can never pronounce her last name it's French so please do forgive me for my pronunciation of Camille um Charrier. Um, she wrote an article for Harper's Bazaar UK um, and it's called Love in Your 30s and I'm not saying just I'm not saying that I was like in love or anything but there's like this amazing part of it where she says um, love is showing up it means being there for someone no matter what and it's been the strangest thing to fall in love again after almost a decade of misleading misreading the signs I spent my 20s seeking passion and validation only to realize in my 30s that what matters the most is acceptance to love is to burn to be on fire like Juliet or Guinevere or Eloise said Marianne in Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility but no one survives a fire yeah, that is very, very true. No one survives the fire of, and all my past love affairs, let's call them, have been super passionate and mm-hmm. fire. And you need both, don't you? You need that. Yeah, you need that. But also you need a bit of calm and serenity. And that, you know what, Fiona, you sent me that article a couple of days ago and I had a proper read of it today. And this, um, this lady, Camille Charrier, is so, I think she's wildly articulate and I think she's very relatable. Okay, she's kind of like a supermodel fashion socialite type, but she seems to, to, to convey herself in a very um, approachable manner. And this quote and the article jumped out at me and she said my behavior wasn't level-headed when age 31 I met my now fiance on our anniversary I celebrated by scrolling through a year's worth of messages to assume the text I sent to a friend the night he came into my life she said an absolute catch is sat opposite me I'm in love not that he needed proof Things were so easy when we started things. We hung out, he texted back, we talked, we fell in love so easily without the agonising stops and starts of modern courtship. Courtship. I barely recognised it for what it was. He said, I love you in a car park. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't need to. And I just thought that perfectly summarised the serenity and the peace and the calm that comes with meeting somebody that is good for your soul. There's no fucking around. There's no playing the games. There's no tormenting each other with the games. When it's when it's your person, it just flows effortlessly. And I think that really plays into what we're talking about. But I've got a letter, Fiona, and I just want to make sure that we we read it out so if you don't mind I'm going to 
read it um, and I feel like this will really resonate with you at the moment. Okay, hi Lauren Fee, God, where do I start? I'm writing to you for some advice and I guess I need a little pep talk. Let's just say dating my 30s has been a roller coaster to say the least, but I have been powering through. Love Bites has helped a lot by the way. I was seeing a guy for a few months and I was reluctant to call him my boyfriend, not because I didn't like him, but I was afraid of getting so attached because we all know how that ends. Fast forward a few months and I feel so content and secure in our relationship and as quickly as I felt it, he went cold. Really cold and a few weeks later he ended it. No real reason why, just going too fast and all that usual shit. I guess the advice or reassurance I would like from you girls is how to stop this chipping away at my confidence that I already feel has taken a hit. I have been down this insecurity road before and I worked so hard to build myself up. Well, this is like looking in a mirror, isn't it? <laughs> I just read, I did, so basically for anybody listening, I um, we received this letter, um, an Instagram DM and I had it. Uh, so Fiona hasn't actually heard this before and I'm just realising as I'm reading it, how much it mirrors what you're going through because obviously it's the first time you've really told me what's happened is on the podcast so mm. I guess that uh, hits pretty hard with you and uh, Fiona yeah, so it's... what do you think well I mean I know what she means because I also felt the same it's the when you feel start to feel secure which I started to feel more secure as time went on and then when you receive a, I don't know how this guy told her but I received a message and everyone knows that feeling like I was just about to also walk into an important meeting so it probably wasn't the best timing but I received a message and you get like a sinking drop like my friend Sophie mm, described yeah. it as like a sinking drop feeling where you feel like sick almost yeah and all you want to do is just respond and I think I did respond whilst we were waiting for the meeting and I remember thinking to myself oh my god don't cry don't cry you're about to meet the CEO of some like seriously important like company like you need your shit together so I just like left my phone and um I think that that also happened to me like I think that happened to me before when my ex-boyfriend told me he was going out with someone new he told me just as I was walking into a pitch and then like after it my director he was like pulled me aside and was like what's wrong something's happened and I was like ah. um but like well this is the thing this is also what I was about to say before you read the letter and it basically summarized exactly what I'm going through which is how do you then after feeling uh, like I've worked we all know I've worked on myself so much and I've done the work to get to a place where I'm less anxious and I definitely feel I am but then when I felt started to feel secure the rug was pulled from under me and I didn't see the worst bit is I didn't see it coming like now I look back I'm like I should have maybe seen it coming but you don't want to go around to it, like being cautious constantly because you just forget then how to live and I I'm also with her like I don't know the answer because I'm also the same I'm like I don't know how I'm supposed to feel secure now like because the person for the, the first time in a really long time I actually really liked and felt myself that it could be something um has turned around and said no it can't be 
and I didn't see it coming and I didn't I didn't know that that was going to happen and I'm blindsided so I'm like okay well now what like the next pe- the next person if they come along am I going to how am I going to feel about that I'm going to think they're not going to want to be with me again and basically it's just I feel like I've just gone back to basically right at the beginning again I, all the work that I done, I've done it's just completely undone and I'm a, an anxious mess again I don't think I'm as bad as when you know Mr Handcuffs was around but when Lisa told me that I have an anxious attachment style but you know I'm definitely not I'm I can feel I'm not as where I was and the only way this is my answer to her mm-hmm. question the most long-winded way is take a break like I'm taking a break and focus on yourself and it's such a like I hate when people say that but the best thing to do now is just to take care of yourself and not and hopefully after you take a nice long break of taking care of yourself you'll be in a better state because I've I've basically been a victim quite a few times of men who have dated when they shouldn't have when they've not sorted themselves yeah. out. The Silver Fox was a perfect example where um, Joe Westwood messaged me after she'd listened and was like, he shouldn't be dating anyone. Not you, not anyone, because he is not in the right space to be dating people. And he doesn't realise that. So it's going around dating and breaking girls' hearts and not realising it. Whereas with this situation that I've just had, the only the good thing I guess is that he's realized that he's not in the right space to date people and he didn't let it go a long longer than it should have done um mm-hmm. but now also then I'm also now in that space where like I'm not ready to jump back into it and neither should this girl you mm-hmm. we should only be ready to date when we feel 100% like we're ready to date and we feel like good and secure in ourselves because otherwise you're just going to yeah. project all your I don't want to call them issues or just like all your insecurities onto that person and it's not going to be a healthy relationship yeah from the start I agree so that's my plan so if you want to also jump on board my sabbatical my I'm calling it my health sabbatical started today went to the gym this morning all those things really are what you need in your life Faye. um just to get yourself back on your own path remind yourself of not that you lost yourself in this relationship but it is good to remind yourself of who you are and what you want out of life remind yourself about you know the amazing person that you are and i would really suggest to this girl and to you just to really like fall back in love with yourself and your life and as corny as that sounds for me, the, the best anecdote to this sort of issue is really developing your own sense of self, mm. really con- reconnecting with yourself and doing things that you love and, you know, doing things that make you happy. When I was in that position before, when I, uh, at the start of 2020, whenever I, you know, broke up with my ex-fiance and I was the one to end the relationship but it was nonetheless still a really really tough decision on so many levels and I knew that despite me being the one to end it I was still heartbroken and um, I was bereft and I was lonely and I felt lost and all of those things 
And I knew starting out that I had to make an action plan in regards to what I was going to do to get myself on my feet again. And top of that list was spend time on my own, a lot of introspection, a lot of building up my own sense of self. Because obviously when you're in a relationship with somebody, your identity is so fundamentally tied up in the fabric of your relationship. Um, despite the fact that we were living apart um, in different countries. In fact, for many years, I was always known as Laura, the fiance of such and such who walks around with a four carat engagement ring on. Um, and I, that was, if I'm to be honest, and I didn't realize it at the time, that formed such an intrinsic part of my identity. And then I was obviously just Laura again. And that's why Fiona, we, you know, you very kindly invited me into your like fitness circle. I went to the gym every day with you and Joe and Sophie, who we talk so often about. And that became my, my focus. My focus was me building up a healthy, happy and content Laura, who was then ready to go out into the world and hop on the roller coaster of dating. Mm. Um well you're just you equipped yourself with the right tools and I think that's I what needed I've the I needed the tools. Well I really well, Fiona, you have. You have done it. Um you know, you can't help that this happened. It's one of those things. And I think we are so consumed by by love and you've met this guy and naturally you project well into the future that you know, a lot of girls do. Um, and the reality is it was a relationship that, that hasn't worked out and it's important for you to draw a line underneath this. Let it be. It is what it is. And I know it's so hard, isn't it? I, I know that's it's what so I find hard, the sweetheart. hardest bit is that like, because we don't, because that it's over, not because it's harder, I think, when it's over because of something that's out of our control, not because we don't like each other. And that is really hard because ne- our feelings are still there and my feelings are still there. And I'm really someone that has difficulty. I've got better at it, letting go. But I find it really hard when I know the other person, like if a guy, so in the past when I've got over situations quite fast, it's when I've known that they don't have any feelings for me. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, there's no way it can happen. But what's difficult is I know he has, I know that he still feels something for me, Yeah. but we we can't be together right now. And that's shit. And you know what, Fiona, I'll let you into something. And I've told you about this before. I, I would be very similar to you. And by no means am I somebody that can so easily detach. When I first left for Dubai, when I was 23, I was in a relationship. And uh, the relationship ended because I left to go to Dubai and that person made it very clear to me if you go to Dubai the relationship is over I'm not doing long distance and I want to settle down but I was 23 and I just thought god I need to get out there and live my life that ended our relationship but I knew that that person really loved me um 
And I knew that the relationship ended by my action of leaving and essentially him not waiting for me because I just said, give me a year, let me do a year in Dubai and then I'll come back. But I thought about that person and I thought about where that relationship could have gone for a really unhealthy amount of time. And it did me so much damage and it probably contributed massively to the fact of me staying and remaining not just single but like celibate for a couple of years when I first moved to Dubai so I think we're we're all guilty of it my point being that we all hang on to things and it depends so much on how we're feeling within ourselves you know and that person that I'm referring to like I sometimes still like think about where that could have gone and I think as women it's just something that we all do and do not berate ourselves and lambast ourselves for it it's just a natural part of the human psyche as a woman as an emotional being um as humans we catastrophically destroy our mental well-being by dragging up memories from the past and projecting unnecessarily into the future. And we do the same in relationships and it's just something that we all need to be mindful of is like centering and grounding ourselves in the present moment and assessing what we currently have and reassuring ourselves as things currently stand, we are safe and we are well and we are doing the very best that we can. So just to remind you of that Fiona my darling no I know in this it's just so hard to like not like I've had these thoughts before when something's ended um not so much over the past couple of months but definitely before and I've and I've had these feelings before and now I feel the same which is just like why me like like what is wrong and I know everyone's going to be like there's nothing wrong with you it's not you it's not you but I said it before, like, why does it, why is it so fucking hard for me to be in a normal situation? What the hell? Like, why every single time does there have to be an issue? Like, can't I just like, I'm sick of it. Like every single person I've ever dated, there's been an issue. And I know it's probably because People will be like, oh, when this guy, when a guy, when your guy comes along, it'll be easy, this, that, and the other. And that's what people said to me before. And then I met this guy and it was easy. I mean, it wasn't easy, like, like from other stuff, but the feelings came easily. Yeah. And it's just like, for fuck, like, fucking hell. Like, I'm so bored of it. I can just, and also, also what I find really funny, not funny about this situation was that a week, two weeks before, I literally was sitting there at a brunch talking to my friend's new fiance being like, I do not want to meet anyone. I don't want anything with anyone. I'm really happy being single. I have no need for it. I'm, I am actually really, I'm really excited to actually have some time off. I can't wait. And she kept saying to me, that's when you're going to meet someone. That's when you meet someone. I was like, I really fucking hope I don't meet someone. And then I went and met him. And now we're back to the, and now I'm actually back to like, I don't want to be seeing anyone. But it's just, it's just annoying and funny that I was so ready for that, like that time. And then this came in and it's like really rocked my boat. And now I'm looking at a calm sea, hopefully. 
And I think that's what's the most exciting part is that I've got now this time where I'm going to look after myself and not think about romance at all. (laughs) And, you know, Fiona, I think a lot of people, you know, listening to the podcast as well, are in a similar position. They're single. You know, we've got a lot of listeners are in long-term relationships. They're married. They've got their families and things like that. And I just think it's important to remind people because funny, this article uh, with Camille, she mentions that now that she's in a relationship after spending many, many, many years single, she is slightly reluctant to advise her single friends because she doesn't want to come across as condescending she she wants to you know conduct conversations in a much Mm. more mindful fashion and what she advises is like really listening to the person and that might you know that might sound like a very straightforward piece of advice but actually listen to the person instead of offering the same old advice about oh your guys out there whatever really take the time to listen to your friend and and hear them out on things and she says this We all need someone to really listen these days. After all, meeting the right person is a combination of luck and timing. It also happens throughout our lives, regardless of how old you are and regardless of society, what might tell you. It can happen during pandemics, but it will also happen afterwards. People will always continue to fall in love. There isn't much you can do to make somebody like you back except this. Don't send anybody a save the date before you consummate the relationship. Do get to know yourself. Do trust yourself. The rest will follow. That kind of aside was the fact that she basically told everybody she was in love with this guy and they basically had one conversation and he completely pied her off. Um, And that just shows her anxious attachment style that she previously exhibited. And then she met this guy and, you know, it all fell into place. But the point that she very articulately makes here is people are going to continue to fall in love for all eternity. That could be a teenager all the way up to somebody at the end of their lives. You can fall in love so many times. You can fall in love numerous times. And last week we briefly mentioned about the soulmate thing. Uh, One of the reasons that I don't believe in soulmates, Fiona, or at least that term, is the fact that I believe that soulmates can generate at various points throughout your life. You can have a soulmate for a certain, you know, a certain period of time. They don't have to last a lifetime. The same way your heartbreak is temporary, you feeling low is temporary, and, you know, down the line you will look back at this and hopefully you'll have learned from it and it will prepare you for just so many brilliant times ahead working on yourself brilliant times enjoyed with Fiona and her friends and if a guy comes along then isn't that bloody brilliant but for now the focus needs to be on you and your amazing life you were put on this earth in your own skin and I am confident that within that beautiful unit of Fiona Wishart so many amazing things can happen you are the beginning and the end of it all oh that was so lovely and thank you so much and what a brilliant note to end I hope on. it helped 
I really hope it helped yeah, and I, I yeah. didn't want to be like a preacher there but like I have been in your position and if anybody's listening and they're going through something similar you know where we are we're always here to listen if you've got um you know something that you'd like us to read out and discuss and advise upon you know where we are drop us a dm on instagram love bites podcast underscore uh, we're here for you and we love you dearly and fiona wish her my darling darling girl i love you love you and you are going to fucking smash it as you always do and i'm sending you a virtual hug do you feel it i feel the hug yes good okay well see you later <laughs> little later. lady yeah.